Hey, I hope you're all doing well today, wherever you are and whenever you're connecting in from. If you're not catching us live, it's New Year's Day 2023. And as you know, it's often the day that we wake up and start a New Year's resolution. Maybe you've been thinking for a few months about what yours will be for this year. Maybe you thought of one last night as you watched some New Year's fireworks with friends. Or maybe you have a word that captures your heart, your wishes, your desires for the year ahead. Why don't you type a comment and let us know what your New Year's resolution is. You know, at their core, New Year's resolutions are promises. They're promises that we make to ourselves. You know, we want to get fit. And so we promise ourselves that we'll go to the gym more this year. We want to get more productive. So we promise that we'll get up earlier each day this year. We want to be more financially secure. So we promise to cut back on spending or to invest more intentionally this year. We make all these promises to ourselves. But if we're anything like what the research suggests, only 8% of us will have kept that promise at the end of the year. Most of us, we just simply forget about the resolution that we committed to. We hit a day or a week in our lives where we become busy and the thing that we really wanted to do at the beginning of the year, it gets lost in the things that we have to get done today. You know, some of us won't even start the thing that we want to do because we simply don't know how. We ask, what's the first step? Who can I ask about my resolution goals? Where can I get help? We get lost before we've even made our first step towards our hopes and desires. Some of us though, we will give up willingly on our resolutions. We might get to a point where we decide that it's too hard or it's not worth it. The payoff doesn't seem worth the cost. We just simply give up. And this is all in the first few weeks and months of the year. Most of us don't even make it to halfway through the year. And you know, we use this human experience of promises. And a lot of us, we judge God with the same measure. We figure that because we've broken promises that God also breaks promises. And we think because we've let people down or we've let ourselves down that God will let us down. But that's simply not true. And in the beginning of the year, fingers crossed, the most normal year in the last few years, it's a good time to be reminded through scripture that God is always faithful to his promises. You know, today we're starting a brand new series on Psalms. And I'd like to share with you Psalm 18, which is a Psalm that David wrote. But before we get into the Psalm today, I just want to go just a little bit further back in scripture and remind us about who David was and just give us a really quick context to some of his life. The first time that we hear about David, he was living a pretty normal life. David was a shepherd boy. He's just looking after sheep in the field. And then suddenly his life changed. His life changes in an instant because Samuel, who was a prophet, declares David to be God's chosen king for Israel. 
And this was a promise that God makes essentially to a kid somewhere in between the ages of 8 and 15. Can you imagine that pressure that comes from being anointed to lead Israel, God's chosen people, at such a young age? Now, David doesn't actually take the throne of king until he's around 30. So there's a lot of life that happens in those in-between years. There's lots of triumph. There's lots of trials. Most of us know that David, uh, we know of David as the guy that killed Goliath with with a slingshot and a rock. And this made him very popular amongst the people. But the reigning king Saul became jealous of David to the point of trying to murder him with a javelin. Saul even continued to plot against David, even though David eventually married Saul's daughter. Saul's threats on David's life became so bad that David had to flee to the desert and live in a cave. Now, once again, Saul chased David with his army, but David continued to escape and even spared Saul's life when he had the opportunity to kill him. Now, are you starting to get the picture that David's life is just a little complex? <laughs> and this is all become before he becomes king. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens in his life after that. But the point is that David did become king of Israel. After years of difficulty, trials, mistakes, and waiting, God was faithful to his promise. And as we pick up Psalm 18 today, we find David, who has just found freedom from being pursued by Saul, David's rejoicing. And thanking God for the faithfulness he has shown David. David, like a lot of us, faced some real difficulties in his life. He knew what it was like to fear for his life and to have to run from persecution and the threat of death. He had real problems. And I know today that a lot of you are facing some real problems. Some of you are experiencing financial difficulty due to the rising cost of living. And you're worried that you could lose some of your security. Some of you are in relational crisis and you have tension in your household and your families that causes you to live with anxiety and sadness. Some of you have real health issues that make you fear for your life or your independence or your comfort. And these are real problems. But we can be reassured through Scripture that God is there in the midst of our problems and is trustworthy as we walk through them with Him. So back to Psalm 18, where we pick up in verse 1 with David having faced real battles, real problems. And in this beautiful piece of writing, he looks up and celebrates that even though there were hard times, God had not let him go. And that the promise that God had spoken over his life many years ago was coming to pass. So Psalm 18 verse 1, it says, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. You know, some of you need to hear this and focus on this verse today. God is your strength. Don't put your hope in the things around you, the position that you hold or the security of wealth. When these things fade and slip away, and they will, we're left wanting. But instead, acknowledge the Lord as your strength. Trust in Him as the one who never fails and who never fades. I love you, Lord. You are my strength. 
The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, my power that saves me, and my place of safety. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. And Psalm 18 is actually one of the longest Psalms in the Bible, but today I just want to focus on these first three verses. There is so much richness and promise that I think can really encourage us in the Lord as we start this year. I do encourage you, though, to get out a Bible. Or if you don't have a Bible, scan the QR code that's on the screen or to just to download a Bible to your device. This psalm is worth reading and reading often because it speaks clearly and emphatically about the victory found in God. But today, some points out of verses 1 to 3. It says, He is our rock. The rock is a firm foundation when everything else around you is sinking sand. The rock is strong. The rock is mighty. He is something and someone we can hold on to when the world around us feels like it's slipping away. God is our rock. He is reliable and he is trustworthy. You know, it might be easy to think that David from this point onwards, when he has this uh, revelation and he says this, that he never had a problem in his life. He spent the remaining years living in comfortable luxury and never even had so much as a head cold to worry about. But that's not the case. Even in David's recognition that the Lord was his rock and that the Lord had saved him, David still faced the burdens of life in a broken world. He still made mistakes. He still fell short. But he knew that even in all of that, God would never leave him. God would never not be big enough to hold onto in the storms of life. And God would always be the anchor of life that David desired and required. Don't give up on God in the hard times. His promise is that he will never fail us. Number two, it says that God is our fortress. And a fortress for me is something I can hide behind and within. And we think about this in the context of battles. And when battles are all around me, a fortress is a place that I can hide. It's a refuge, a secure home where I can be kept safe from intimidation and threats around me. The Lord is a fortress and nothing can defeat him. The enemy might try and scare us and terrorize us, but the Lord is a safe place and we can trust in his strength. And I think some of us today might find ourselves needing God to be our fortress, not because we have spears and arrows from physical enemies being launched at us, but because of the words that wage war in our hearts and in our minds. If you take this idea of the fortress, the safe place where no enemy can invade, think about that in the context of your thought life. Are the words that you allow in your head, the ones that the enemy wants you to hear, are they waging war in your mind and eating at your heart? The promise of God is that you never have to doubt who you are in Him. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says that the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. What if today you took shelter in the fortress of God's love and shut out that attack of the enemy? 
What if you walked into the safety and glorious grace of God and found freedom from the torment of the evil one? You might want to pause right now and reflect on the deep love that the Lord has for you. He is a God of compassion and of mercy who delights in you and is for you. Cast aside anything that makes you think differently and find shelter in God, the fortress. Number three is that God is our deliverer. And a deliverer doesn't mean he's the guy in the truck who brings your parcel from eBay or Amazon. Deliverer in this context can be read in some translation of scripture as savior. Someone who rescues you from a bad situation, from pain or danger. And in the case of Daniel, who you might remember in scripture as the guy who was locked in a room full of lions, we see him delivered or saved from the danger of those lions. God shut the mouth of the lions and ensured Daniel's safety. In Exodus, we see God deliver the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. God led them through Moses towards the promised land. And when they were chased by the Egyptian Pharaoh and his army and they're blocked off at the Red Sea, God created a way for them to escape through the miracle of, God, of Moses parting the waters. God delivered the Israelites. God was faithful to Daniel and he was faithful to the Israelites as well as many other people throughout scripture and history. But more than just a deliverer in a single moment of trouble, though, God is our deliverer through Jesus. Jesus took the penalty of sin on our behalf and he rescued us. John 8 verse 36 says it's so clearly. It says, if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. God delivered us from the power of sin through Jesus and we are now made free. That is the greatest promise of all. And God is faithful to that promise, as he is in all of his promises. Don't let your heart be discouraged by the troubles that, you're, that you face. Psalm 18, it reminds us that God is active. He's moving in our lives today, just as he was for David. And when David had those hard times, God was still with him. When David had real enemies, God was walking with him. There was still a call on David's life, the promises that God had spoken over him for many years, and God was faithful in keeping those promises to David. And he's faithful to us today. When David looked back over his times of difficulties, he started Psalm 18 with, I will love you, Lord. You are my strength. And today we can build our lives on that same foundation of strength from the Lord. David stood on that foundation when he was confronted by fear, by war, by enemies and by sorrow. And we can stand on it today. You know, I wonder today, as we prepare our hearts to worship, if you would read these following scriptures with me. And maybe you need to write them down. Maybe you need to write them on your heart as a daily reminder of the goodness of God. Maybe your New Year's resolution needs to be that you'll remind yourself daily who God is and who you are in Him each day. Now let's read these scriptures together and be encouraged by them today. 
Joshua chapter 21 verse 45 says, not all of the Lord, not, sorry, not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. Later in chapter 23 verse 14, it says, now I am about to go to the way of all the earth. You know with all your heart and soul that not one of the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. Psalm 145, one of my favorite Psalms. It says in verse 13, the Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. Ezekiel chapter 12, therefore say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, none of my words will be delayed any longer. Whatever I say will be fulfilled declares the sovereign Lord. And in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. The Lord has been faithful throughout the ages and he is faithful today. He is faithful today. Be encouraged in that. Let's worship together. See
Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to know about who Jesus is or would like prayer for anything at all, you can let us know at gatewaybaptist.com.au forward slash connect. We would love to journey with you. You can join us online each Sunday in person or online. And we'd love for you to join us as we find community and explore faith. You can find the times that we meet at gatewaybaptist.com.au. I hope that you have a great week and that you are reminded daily of the faithfulness of God. Bless you.